everybody. I'm Drew. And I'm Liz. And this is One Hand for the Boat, stories of our life in a marina. So, Patrick, our son, and I were home this summer. Well, for the very first time, Drew was at work for the whole summer. Um, and so he and I were walking down the dock, Patrick and I. He's about, you know, elementary school age. And when we got to our boat, he said, Mom. There's poop on our boat. And at first I thought, like, okay, you know, birds poop all the time. There's always a heron around or a crow or pigeons or cormorants or whatever. But no, he said, no, mom, it's not bird poop. So we went and looked and right on our bow, right over the uh, the anchor chain compartment. There's a better the, word for the that. The chain locker. The chain locker. Thank you. Uh, right above the chain locker was indeed a whole bunch of little bits of poop. And they looked like mouse poop. And and I should say that I had I had seen these also. But I had been reluctant to say anything because uh, I was just worried about saying something. <laughs> so I, I had noticed them too, and I had also thought that looks like mouse poop. The treachery runs deep. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> Anyway, I can say that for the last six years, I've been absolutely horrified by the idea that some kind of pest would get on our boat. It's one of the reasons it's nice to have a cat around. But like we used to live in our very, very first apartment together had mice in it. And it was the worst experience living anywhere I've ever had. And And I I hate ants with a passion. (laughs) I think I think one thing that maybe if if um, for people who haven't lived on a boat one of the other things to think about one of the reasons that i was worried about the possibility there might be a a mouse on our boat was that um it's hard to like boats are full of uh, like hard to get into spaces and and lots of and places where you can't get to where nobody can get into without like taking apart the furniture like with a saw (laughs) Um, which is pretty extreme which is pretty extreme or like taking the deck off or something like that so um one of the things that, that I was worried about was, was like, if there is a boat aboard, or if there is a, a mouse aboard, then uh, how are we going to get it off? Like, isn't it possible that if there was a mouse on the boat, we might just have to figure out a way to live with the mouse? <laughs> <laughs> because, because, of, because of how, because of how, how, uh, because how difficult it might be to get rid of a mouse. Just to coexist in harmony well, and peace. Because we're because you know we, we have we do have we have a son who is older you know but not so old. We have a we have a, a cat, but our cat is very curious. So if we were thinking about putting traps out, there's at least a fifty fifty chance that the traps might trap one of us rather than a mouse. Yeah. As there are three humans and a cat. <laughs> And only one mouse. <laughs> yeah, but we're but we're going down a different no that that's area. True. So so anyway, looked like mouse poop. We both kind of freaked out because of past experiences. So, but it was only in this one tiny area by the bow, on top of the anchor locker. So we had to figure out exactly what was going on. So first, we were checking all around the dock and looking at all the ropes and all the lines, and they all looked fine. Nothing was chewed on. Um, there was a small hole in our dock box, which had us worried for a time, but then we kind of thought it had been there all along. 
It turns out that that's actually for a phone line. Yeah, so that was okay. So that wasn't it. Not mouse made. And, and we also have we have a uh, the marina has a little like a rat trap that's just by our boat. There's a bunch of these on the dock. <laughs> Not it's, just because it's our no, boat. No, no, They're no. By it a just, bunch of boats. <laughs> it just happens that that our boat is one of the boats that has one of these in front of them. So there's another thing. It was like that I was thinking about when I was thinking about maybe there's a mouse aboard, like, uh, and that's one of the things we thought we talked about was that, you know, maybe this, this trap, which had been supposed to like kill rats might have attracted a mouse with its bait or whatever. And now it was on our boat anyway. So quick use of the internet looking up probably the most disgusting thing I've Googled was like, it looks like mouse poop, but it's not mouse poop. What is it? Tell me, Jeeves. Although I didn't use that Jeeves. Jeeves. Because it's not 1993. Right, yes. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, but... did you go to AOL? <laughs> Fire up your MindSpring account? That's, that's what I did. Yeah. My EarthNet. EarthNet. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Earth, EarthLink? Whatever. Okay. I don't remember. It's close enough. It's too long. It's fine. Um, but And I found out, I was like, oh. And I went back outside to look at our poop that was on the deck again. We had washed it off, by the way, in the meantime. And it had come back. back. And it had come back. And I went out and looked at it again, and I was like, ha, Eureka, it's a bat. Because the mouse poop was not laying flat on the ground. It was pointing up a tiny bit, because it was very small. But it was pointing up just a little bit. So there was a bat that looked like it was hunting near our boat. And I'll be honest, at this point... I know Drew was maybe worried about having to coexist with the mouse, but at this time I was like, well, I don't know. If there's a bat, that means it's eating any of the insects that are around, and that's kind of good. So I had some moments where I was like, maybe we could coexist with the bat. Which wouldn't have been so bad. <laughs> I mean, the, the thing, the... the um, one of the... And one of the other ways that we ruled out the idea that we had a mouse on our boat we, we ruled that idea out was that our cat wasn't constantly going crazy yeah uh and uh he should have been doing so if there was a mouse around but there wasn't no. so so yeah so with with the with the poop pointing upwards and and then this idea that well maybe we could just live with a with a bat sort of in the air yeah we're trying to figure out what was going on but then i realized that the bat maybe was more coexisting with us than we thought it was because our sail, our front sail, our head sail, our head sail, our Genoa. Yeah, Drew's here for the vocab. Um, no, you're not here for the vocab. No, I'm here for the vocab. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather just make up names that make more sense. To sure, me. yeah, let's the do that. Sail in the front. Yeah. Um, wasn't tied up as tightly as it had been a while ago, so it was a little bit like the the corner. I can't remember which one that is now. Well, so let me just back up and say that uh, for anyone out there who doesn't know anything about sailboats, there's or who likes to rename them themselves, like I do. Right. So you got you got a sail that's attached to the pointy end of the boat, <laughs> <laughs> and and the, and this can be all sorts of different kinds of sails with all sorts of different kinds of names, um, and uh, the way that you store a sail like this um, is uh, to have it kind of rolled up around the wire that keeps uh that keeps your mast pointing upwards uh and that goes from the 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 wire goes from the top of the mast down to the down to the tip of the bow and uh the sail is attached to it and it has uh 
something called roller furling, which <laughs> rolls it up around it like a like a I don't know, like a burrito or something. It just rolls it rolls it right up. So it's usually very tightly wound is is the thing. But over time, the you know, and as it's windy and as the boat moves and all sorts of things happen, it gets less less and less tightly wound. And even though it's still pretty tightly wound, what had happened to our sail at this point was that it had become a little bit less tightly wound. So there were little spaces in between each layer of wrapping. And it turns out that's the kind of place where a bat could make a home. Yeah, which we thought. But both of us were like just a little nervous about sticking our face up and looking in to see if there was a bat in there. But our son Patrick was not so squeamish about that. So he peeked up one time and he said, oh yeah, mom, there's definitely a bat in there. I saw its eyes. And I was like, well, but sure, good enough proof for us. So one day, and now in retrospect, I wish we'd done this at night, but we, in the morning, because we had just gotten up, we were like, let's take care of this today. We were feeling productive. We went and unrolled the sail. But in order to unroll the sail, the sail ends up tightening up first because if you can imagine right this is a thing that's all all rolled up so if you can imagine if there's like a piece of paper that's rolled up around a pencil if you start to pull it off the pencil it, it gets tight around it. the pencil before the paper comes off which is exactly what was happening with our sale so we were doing it kind of slowly to make sure that we didn't end up with a squished bat and we still weren't even really sure that that's what was happening but so we tried to unroll it and it just kept kind of tightening and tightening. And then finally the corner sort of came undone. And about, I'd say when we got it about a foot unrolled, suddenly there was a little hook. And we looked on the deck and indeed there was a cute little sad little furry bat. That just fell out. That just fell out and looked like it was maybe dead. And I felt very sad. And and, and it was so so... So Liz and our son Patrick were up on the bow of the boat. I was back in the cockpit working the winches. Yeah. So I had been kind of cranking to, to unfurl the sail, to unroll the sail. And, and Liz and Patrick were up on the front of the deck. And I and so I'd been like cranking and, and I heard, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> and, I, and I stuck my head around the Dodger and, and uh, they were like, the bat fell out. <laughs> and, and I said, whoa. So I came up to see and and the bat was still lying there when I got up to the bow. Not like it takes a long time to get up to the bow of a boat, but still, uh, you know, maybe a minute later, the, the bat was still lying there on the deck. So I got off the boat, and Patrick was on the deck looking at the bat. And I was trying to figure out what our next move should be. But I went off the boat to get our kayak paddle, because I thought maybe at least then I could slide it under the bat and pick it up if it was dead. Like a spatula. Like a spatula. That was my <laughs> thinking. That's why I was off the boat. Um, to use my large, large spatula. Anyway, but as I was doing that, Patrick said, can I touch it? And both Drew and I were like, no, 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 no. <laughs> But he moved closer anyway, because that's what you do when you're eight. And, uh. Just as he started to move closer to the bat, suddenly the bat like regained its consciousness or whatever and started flying around. But it was, of course, bright and early in the morning. So it was really bright and sunny out. And the, But the bat went flying and it came over near me and kind of flew by me. 
And then I got super worried because it seemed to dunk into the water for a second, but it came back out, was not drowned, and it hid under the stairs of someone else's dock stairs. Oh, that's where it went? I didn't see it it go somewhere. I just saw it fly away. No, it flew away, and it kind of dipped into the water, and I was like, oh, God! And then it popped back out, and it flew under the dock stairs. Oh. And then we never saw it again. And and I, you know, I think if it was, if it had died, we would have seen, seen it. Yeah. Yeah. So, that so d- we that hope the mean... bat went on to live a long and fruitful life, just not in our sale. Yeah. <laughs> it can definitely still come and hunt bugs over here if it wants to. We are bat friendly. We're just not a bat hostile. We're kind of bat friendly. Yeah, we did knock it unconscious. I I, yeah, I mean, I guess. And we don't <laughs> Probably want... not the best review on Yelp. <laughs> Right. Yeah. But this is a great example. Like this, this is kind of thing. This is just like a weird thing, but it's not, I mean, I haven't heard anybody else who deal, who's had uh, like bats rolled up in their sails, but it's not that unusual of a kind of story floating around here in the Harbor. Yeah. You know, well, one, one other thing that happened earlier this spring too, another animal related story is that our, um, one of our neighbors several boats down on our dock for two days straight. There was like a Falcon sitting on top of his mast. Do you remember that? Oh yeah. Yeah. That was he, kept, cool. he kept calling it his new pet Yeah, and it just didn't move. Like it stayed there. It was there. He went to bed and he woke up in the morning and it was still there just waiting. So now that makes me wonder though, there must be some mice around here somewhere. Just not on our boat. Just not on our boat. And I think, I think, cause you don't spend a lot of time thinking about how your mast is like a tree yeah. most of the time, <laughs> but, but your mast totally is like a tree. So like, you know, I guess there could be a bird, like a falcon hanging out on top of your metal tree, but there might also be some bats in what might seem like maybe a little knot hole <laughs> in your big metal tree or something like that. And we're pretty sure because another thing is um, cormorants really like to hang up on top of the masts, too. I've switched to all kinds of flying beasties here now. But cormorants, they do this wacky thing when they're sitting up in trees or sitting on the top of masts where they cool off, I guess is what they're doing. Right? Probably something like yeah. that, yeah. Where they just open up their wings. Their wings, I'm doing it for Drew right now, but of course, since this, this is, is audio. This is great podcasting. See really great podcasting. <laughs> it's perfect. But they open up their wings, and their wings make them look like the bat symbol. It's really cool. Sitting on top of your mask. You should Google it. It's really cool. And we had a cormorant that broke off our top. But our... We, we think that's what happened. We think. We maybe it was know. the bat. It might have been the bat. Yeah, we, we don't know. But but our but our masthead light was, when we bought the boat, it was bent. Yeah. And now it's gone. It's gone. But <laughs> I don't know where it, it might have gone to, because it didn't fall down on the deck. Yeah. So, I don't know. But it, But it's gone. So, yes. That was, pro- that was probably a cormorant. Yeah. yeah. So we add that to the list of one day things that we have to do before we can go sailing on the boat again. Is one of us has to become a flying beast and get up to the top of the mast. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we'd like to thank Blue Dot Sessions for the great music. And I am still Drew. Oh, and I am still Liz. <laughs> and remember, it's one hand for you and one hand for the boat.